702 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533. And the Rolling Stones, the Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 38. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, another another uh, code word for Code Word Alexa coming up around 750 this morning. Your chance to win an Amazon Echo Dot. Make sure you're listening and make sure you've got access to the internet. It's the only way to win. And also... Auto parts swap and sell tickets at the Big E. Don't forget to remind me to give those away today. Remind you to give those away today. Not you now. Didn't do it yesterday. I meant to. Even though the girl told us to. She told us to do it, and then we didn't do it. You know how that is. I know. You hear a lot of yep yep with the, yeah, ch- the cluck clucks the, and the, everything. The women they talk and. It's just noise. It's like a it's like a white noise machine. I know. You know. I know. They're talking about one thing. Meanwhile, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, engine manifolds and power tools. Yeah. All the things you don't do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I'm thinking about. So there's that, and some other stuff. We're gonna talk about uh, rock's most hated songs and albums. Perfect. Uh, we'll get to that and more. 535 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551. And Golden Earring with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rainy today and tomorrow. High of 45 today. 39 tomorrow. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Alright, back. so there's people out there that hate Valentine's Day. Right. And have no one to celebrate it with. Right. Well, those people might want to plan a trip to Chicago between January 27th and February 26th. Because a company called Bucket Listers is opening up a Taylor Swift themed breakup bar called Bad Blood. The event's uh, website says, quote, whether you want to sing about your lover, uh, those who were never yours, those who are never getting back together with, or those uh, who you still have a scarf for, this is the perfect place for you. It's the place for people who are never, never, ever getting getting back back together. together. Right. Admission is $22 a person. Get it? Because their song is 22. Right. And it does include a welcome-themed cocktail. So... Will Taylor Swift be serving it herself? No. Uh, Bad Blood is not an official Taylor Swift event. This is just somebody making money off of Taylor Swift's name. Her good name by that by that uh, matter. So she's uh she's got nothing to do with this. No, she's got nothing to do with it. So it's not likely that if I go and I'm not You're not gonna run into Tay Tay. Not no, gonna happen. Not gonna happen. I think I'll stay home. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth said her uh, hair extension saved her life during a, a lighting accident on the set of The Good Wife in 2012. On Watch What Happens Live, she told Andy Cohen that uh, a light had hit her in the face and threw her to the curb, knocking her out. Daniel. Wow. Kristen sustained a seven-inch uh, skull fracture, a hairline crack, a fracture in her nose, and cracked teeth and ribs. She said she still has long-standing injuries from them, but the doctor told her that her hair extension saved her life. They made her hairline fracture go together, so anybody who wants to get hair extensions should, for your own health. I think I need them. <laughs> Where would you put them? Uh, we just have to get implants in my head to make other hair, and then I uh, can get the extensions put in. Hair looming. That's hair, what you need. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, former WWE star Kevin Nash is still reeling from the loss of his 26-year-old son last year, and he recently made some disturbing comments on his podcast, including, quote, time flies when you have a gun in your mouth. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I Kevin's co-host told him not to talk like that, and he replied, I can do whatever the F I want to do as long as I leave a note. He's a little angry, isn't he? He's a little well. A little I mean, bitter. I mean, understood, but yeah, it's just uh, it's hard to. What do you do for somebody like that? Next to committing them to a, a facility for seventy-two hours. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't yeah. know the answer to that. Channing Tatum is planning to make a remake of Patrick Swayze's nineteen ninety hit Ghost. His production company, Free Association, owns the rights. In a profile for Vanity Fair, he said he'd play Patrick's role. Quote. But we're going to do something different. I think it needs to be changed a little bit. Uh, Channing also did a Vanity Fair lie detector test where he was where he was asked if he thinks he's a better stripper than his Magic Mike co-star Joe Manig... However you ever say that. Yeah, I don't know who that Manigelello. is. Uh, he says, 100%, we're different classes of strippers. When you look in the dictionary next to the perfect specimen of a man, probably Joe is one of the bodies that pops up. He's kind of weirdly flawless. <laughs> Sounds like uh, Channing Tatum really likes Joe Manigello. Sounds that way. Uh, he also said he'd go harder than uh, Jennifer Lopez for stripping. How hard does she go? I guess she goes pretty pretty damn hard. All right. Uh, again, you know, I'm not. Uh, this is a world I really I can't uh, I can't embrace. I've never done any. Uh, I've never done any Chippendale-style erotic dance review numbers for anybody. No? No. Well, you, maybe you should. Maybe you get more clout on that social media. Not with these games, I don't. Madonna played Truth or Dare with a bunch of celebrities in a not-very-safe-for-work video that's uh, announcing her upcoming 40th anniversary tour. The players included Amy Schumer, Judd Apatow, Jack Black, Lil Wayne, Diplo, Eric Andre, and Jack Black, who Madonna makes out with. On a dare, of course. It would have to be. Uh, after some mostly sexual hijinks, Amy dares Madonna to, quote, do a world tour and play your greatest mother effing hits. <sighs> and, of course, she accepts. She's calling it the Celebration Tour, and it kicks off in Vancouver on July 16th. It'll hit 35 cities across North America. Do things seem to be a little desperate for Madonna right now? Like she's trying so hard to be relevant I don't, in a world filled with youth. I don't think she's going to have a hard time selling tickets. Yeah, I know. Uh, but most of the people who are buying the tickets are like her age. Yeah. I don't think she's as relevant today. You don't know that. I'm pretty sure. I'm reading a lot of things saying, you know, she just looks like a creepy old lady now. You know, I always wonder that, uh, like, I remember my mom used to to watch, like, the old people from the 50s and 60s. Sure. And like, oh, look, he's aged. You know, and they, they come out and they're all, like, chubby. And it was the Everly, it was the Everly brothers. That's right. The Everly brothers, they, they, there was, like, one of her favorites. And they looked like hell when they were on some kind of variety show many years after when she first saw them. Sure. And I'm like, uh, what's, who's that going to be for me? I think like a Britney Spears is going to wind up, you know, she's just going to be like a piece of plastic in Steve, 20, Steven, 30 years from Steven, now. Steven, sit down while we watch Danny and the Seniors. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I remember this. Oh, the old Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Oh, look, this is where they all started. All those kids. All those 
damn kids. Uh, let's see. Remember when MTV was actually about music television? Believe it or not, I do. Loudwire put together a list of the 11 best MTV shows that were all about the music. Here they are in no particular order. Uh, Total Request Live. Sure. But they never played the entire video. They cut it off after like three minutes. MTV Unplugged. That was a good one. Sure. And uh, uh, Making the Video. That ran from 1999 to 2010. Okay. And now they don't make anything. <laughs> they don't do anything. It's all. What is that show that they they show all the time? Ridiculousness. Ridiculousness. Something. Yeah. Right. It's like how many of those episodes of that show did they make that they can play it all day long? Well, when they're not playing Tosh 2.0, then they're playing ridiculousness. Uh, and Kim Kardashian has admitted to plastic surgery. No kidding. She's been pumped full of plastic. Well, she must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had an injection was when Ray J shoved his tube steak Tarzan into my shaky Poontangasaurus <laughs> in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Sometimes it's hard to get it out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, no, really. And sometimes it should stay there. You ever uh, have my tube steak Tarzan? <laughs> no, I have not. Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your uh, mother, Chris Kim, but I started probing the turd herder. I used... <laughs> I, I raided her gash tray and then oh proceeded my. to slam the smelly quarterback. What are you, tr- <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I used my Thor hammer to leave that lunch meat resembling a twisted slipper. If you just want to picture that yeah, for a second, no, I, uh, I got it. Backs. I got it. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. I am. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know many of you have heard this, but the Patriots did make the playoffs this year. Of course, there are many reasons for this, and I can spend all day telling you about them. Instead, however, I've chosen to take the more provocative approach and tell you about the things that are grinding through the rumor mill. Because honestly, that's the stuff you really care about anyway. You don't want to hear about the things the Patriots are going to do. You're more interested in the things that they might do. The things that are burning up the internet. I mean, what would you rather see? A Bill Belichick press conference or the Patriots OnlyFans page where things can get nasty? Get a load of this. According to multiple reports, Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is this close to becoming a free agent. And while the guy would come with a hefty price tag to sign him, among the many landing spots is rumored to be the New England Patriots among them. Why would anyone think the Patriots would spend $50 million a year on a quarterback with a rich history of costly injuries is beyond me. But that rumor is out there. There's also a rumor that Tom Brady has played his last game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and despite the fact he's 45 years old and couldn't beat the Dallas Cowboys, Tom has some decisions to make. And among the potential landing spots for him include Miami, the 49ers, the Raiders, and of course, the Patriots. Now, is this even a possibility that Tom Brady could come back to Foxborough? According to DraftKings, the odds are not that good. Are there any, are any of these potential rumors true? Listen, I once heard this rumor about actor Richard Gere and another one about Rod Stewart, and none of those rumors turned out to be true either. Are the Patriots going to salvage their future for a couple of overpriced quarterbacks that are loaded with question marks, or are they going to stick with what they have and try to make the best out of it? Gee, I wonder, but I'm not going to wonder all that hard because I'm pretty sure what they're not going to do.
But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Let's talk snowblowers. You going errands or you going Ego? Either way, go to Rocky's. Get an Ego battery-powered snowblower or an errands, the king of snow. Rocky's is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Classic Rock at 611 and The Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today and tomorrow with a high of 45 today and a high of 39 tomorrow. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, the code word Alexa coming up around 750 this morning, and I swear to God we are giving away tickets to the auto parts swap and sell at the Big E this weekend yeah. like we were supposed to do yesterday, uh, and I didn't, and uh, I'm going to make good for that today. Okay. All right, I promise. By doing it twice or nope, what? Nope, no, just, just once. once. Just once. Uh, you know what I got to do today? I got to get my eyes checked. What's wrong with your today, eyes? It's eye exam day. It's been uh, two years now since I had them done last, and now I got to get see if I can get the update. Gotcha. Um, with our, you don't participate in this program, but I have the health insurance that comes along with this wonderful uh, gig that yes. we have here. <laughs> And uh, the wonderful health insurance that uh, covers you, uh, I believe you put it uh, so eloquently, covers you all the way up until you get sick. (laughs) (laughs) It covers everything but disease, injury, uh, maintenance. So I found this out a couple of years ago uh, when we, I don't know if we switched insurance, I think we switched insurance companies. I think that's what it was as far as the vision goes. Right. And- so that means you have to choose from their list of people in order for them to cover whatever service that you're going to get, whether it be an exam or you need to check up or something like that. You can only go to this one place, which is the My Eye Doctor. You ever see those offices all over the place? Uh, yeah. 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 So everybody can say, oh, My Eye Doctor says. You know, it's kind of yeah, like the clever play on words thing. Yeah. It's kind of like going to a bar if it's called The Office. I had a long night at The Office. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, like everyone knows where you've been. Well, that's what, the, you know, there, there was a place like that uh, in New Jersey that my dad used to go to The Office a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That kind of place. But, uh, but yeah, so I, have, I, I can only go to this place, which is ridiculous. Well, how that, do you know that the doctors there aren't a bunch of hacks? Well, I don't. I'm sure they're real doctors. They have the certificate. I assume they went to that medical Steve, school. I could to print up. That. I could print up a medical certificate too if I really wanted to. The internet's loaded with that kind of phony stuff. Well, we're gonna find out today, which, uh, which, if they're real or not. See, I go to a, a doctor right here in East Long Meadow. She's been seeing me for years. Yeah, and uh, there's never been a problem. Yeah, you know what? I used to see that person, too, right there at the Rotary, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I used to see her, too. Yeah. But then the insurance doesn't cover it anymore, so uh, now I have to go to my eye doctor. She's very thorough. Can I go to your eye doctor? I am sh- I don't know if she's taking new patients. It's not about her taking new patients. It's about whether or not the insurance will cover it. I'm not going to pay full price for a, for an eye exam. Isn't this the, the, the same kick in the head we were talking about last week? about insurance companies yeah. and the problems they have. You remember how last week I was telling you about I had a life-saving pill that they didn't want to pay for? Yeah. You know, that that the the, uh, the cost of which, if it were to come out of my own pocket, were $650 for a 30-day supply. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to avoid a stroke, the last thing I want to do is pay $650 for a 30-day supply I, of I anything. I hear that. I had the same problem with another pill. Another one. 
another life-saving uh, medication that without would have cost me hundreds of untold dollars. Yeah, I finally got that straightened out, but I had to do all the work to, de- to get it. Yeah. Makes no it, sense to me. It doesn't make any sense at all. And I should be able, you know, for the amount of money that I pay for this insurance, I should be able to go wherever I want to go. You're damn right about that. But I'm forced to go to this thing. And now here's what's going to happen. Last time I was there, I bought into, you know, like the glasses. And supposedly my insurance gives me a discount, but it was a hell of a lot cheaper to go to Costco to get the glasses than it was to buy it from my eye doctor. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) This is the kind of scam that uh, the insurance companies are playing. They say, well, you know, we won't cover uh, this until you go to our preferred uh, provider. Yeah. But if you go to a Costco where they sell frames and contacts at a discount. Yeah. I I mean, you you as the consumer have the right to either accept the, the... insurance benefit right. or go out and buy something that's cheaper so i bought the last time i went to costco i bought i i had originally bought one pair of glasses from my eye doctor yeah I keep saying that it's like that whole pronoun thing it confuses everybody <laughs> they them theirs like you know you're talking about one person yeah but i and i'm and i'm pretending like this is my eye doctor. No, this is just the person who was willing to take my appointment at this particular location. It's kind of like going to a Jiffy Lube. Kind of. It's like the Jiffy Lube of eye doctors. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be saying that before I go in yeah, there. Yeah, huh? well, you know, it's okay. But uh, but either way, uh, so I buy, the, I buy the pair of glasses there, and it was expensive. And then I go to Costco, and I get two pairs for less than the price of the one. Yeah. And they're, and, and they're telling me in the office, no, this is the best price you can get. No, it's not. No, it's the best price you can get there. them yeah. under your plan. Yeah, I, and I don't need, uh, you know, Calvin Klein frames or uh, Gloria Vanderbilt frames. So if you go out and network, okay, yeah. let's say that you try to, okay, so they won't pay out like 100% or 90% or whatever it's going to be. Of your of your frames and 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 uh, and lenses, they won't pay anything. They won't pay anything. No, nothing. That's why it's cheaper to go to Costco because you're mm. buying them outright, but they're still a lot cheaper than what you would buy at a regular optometry. Office. You know, it's it's weird that you say this because the, the last time I had a problem with my vision was at Costco too. Uh, I got a receipt for five hundred dollars. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Oh, I see. Yeah, see look doing? at you. Yeah, right. You, you can lead a horse to a joke, but you can't make him laugh. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, because again, you're paying top. You're paying through the nose for your eyes, and yeah. uh, that's a problem. If you're only be, uh, you're you're only uh, obligated for one provider. Yeah, that's you know that's. Uh, and then, well, you that's, know, that's not cap. That's not good capitalism. And I know what's going to happen. People are going to start sending me, you know, oh, check this link out or order them from here or wherever. I just want them. I just want the and and why does it take a week to get them back? What happened? You know, lens crafters can do them in an hour, or they used to be able to. Yeah, are they still you, open yeah. anymore? <laughs> you need to upgrade yeah. your uh, prescription to find a lens crafters. Yeah, but do you remember the the, the whole uh, gimmick uh, of a lens craft? I do. Craft, uh, quality glasses in about an hour. I know. Well, how come it takes me a week to get mine? I I couldn't I couldn't tell you. You know, see now I go the uh, the contact uh, lens route. Yeah. I mean, I, I just prefer those. I you know, I see better with them. 
and uh, and I'd never had a problem with a lady down the down the street. No, never had a problem. Never had a problem either. Nope. She uh, she takes care of me. I never had a problem until my health insurance had a problem with her. And I don't know why they'd have a problem with her. She's as right as rain. And, and again, I don't get that. I don't understand why I can't go wherever the heck I want to go. Why can't I go to any doctor I want to? Why do I have to go to my eye doctor? Why do I have to go to your eye doctor? <laughs> or their eye doctor? I'm not so or sure I want eye my doctor. eye doctor anymore. Yeah. I want to so, I want to see uh, an eye doctor of my own choosing. We could do this pronoun thing all day long. You I want to go to his eye doctor. I want to go to her eye doctor. <laughs> she said to go to their eye doctor. You know, I, I wish I had uh, the answer that would uh, that would solve all of our problems with the insurance companies. But it doesn't matter what kind of insurance you're buying. It doesn't matter what kind of uh, coverage you're looking for. In the end, you have to kind of scratch your head and say, am I really getting anything out of this? I mean, am I really getting what I'm paying for? I mean, yes, yeah. they cover some things. Yes, I'm restricted to where I can get things or who I can see. But ultimately, well, you know, I'm the patient. Yeah. And I and I should be allowed to find the very best care that I can find. So so that's what's going to be my thing this time. I'm going to, you know, go through this process and I'm going to reassess for next year. Do I even need this coverage? Why am I paying for this if it's going to cost me just as much to get it outright, to pay yep. for it outright? Sometimes I wonder whether just paying for it outright makes the most amount of sense. Well, how much is it? How much is there? How much do you think a, a vision uh, visit is? It's got to be what three, four hundred bucks, I would say. <sighs> I honestly don't know. Well, you go to a physician. The physician's like two hundred fifty dollars for the ten minutes that they walk in and you know sure. assess you. You think a optometrist? Do you think the, that that's probably three or four hundred bucks? I would say. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It's so a it's specialization, like, but I don't know how much they're getting paid. So let's say I spend $600 to get an exam and a pair of glasses, right? Yeah. Out, out of my pocket. But I'm spending m- maybe more than that in an insurance premium throughout the, for the year, plus the glasses, plus the copay. Yeah. I mean, if you want to look at it that way, you're pro- it's probably you breaking even. Yeah. You know what? It might be time. To, to drop this whole insurance thing. You know, the thing is, you just you you just never really know, do you? I mean, do you ever sit there, you know, uh, you know, annually when you're when you're making your selections and figure out what this is going to cost, compound it over a full no. year? You see, when I pick out the health insurance, it's like, okay, yes, it's going to cost a lot of money, but at least I'm covered if something bad well, happens. So me. health insurance is one thing. You know, right. God forbid you actually need it and you're covered for for most things, but things like. You know, vision and dental. You wonder, okay, is what I'm paying every paycheck for this? Mm-hmm. Does it really balance itself out after the end of the year? If I have to go for for a dental exam or you know, a procedure, you know, maybe if there's a procedure, that's fine. But if it's just you know regular you know dental cleanings every six months, am I really getting my money's worth out of this? Same thing with eye with eye care. Yeah. Are you really getting your money's worth? Oh, we should do the, uh, you should go to my eye doctor. I've already got an eye doctor. No, you should go to my eye doctor. I want to go to my eye doctor, and I will continue going to my eye doctor until she is no longer an eye doctor. (laughs) And with any luck, she will never stop being my eye doctor. Well, there you go. Now I got to go get my eyes checked. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Noonan Energy. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 629. 
and Boston with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. going to be rainy today and tomorrow, high of 45 today. It is 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, we will uh, give away tickets to the auto parts swap and sell at the Big E this weekend. I guarantee you, if for those of you who thought, uh, hey, uh, maybe Tuesday would have been a good time to start, probably would have, but uh, we were so busy talking about all the fascinating things that we were th- discussing. Yeah. We never got around to it. So today well, we will get around to it. Well, we maybe we'll get around to it not once, but maybe even twice. Nope, nope. Just I, once? I, just once. Uh, right. According to uh, according to my notes, well, one time, one time only. We'll talk about it twice. Uh, we'll just uh, only give it away once. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's right. perfectly fine. Hey, do you want to laugh? I do. Want yeah. to tell me. Can you turn that down? Yes, I can. There you go. Go. Okay. I was just making a joke, son. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. Well, why don't you tell me your joke, son? <clears throat> I don't think you think it's funny. Sir. On Rock 102. <laughs> How do you know? I got a hell of a sense of humor. Springfield's classic rock. All right, you ready? I am ready. All right. So a, uh, a man goes into the confessional and says to the priest, you know, I almost had an affair with another woman. And the priest says, what do you mean almost? And the man says, well, we got undressed. We uh, rubbed up against each other, but then I stopped. And the priest said, rubbing together is the same as doing the deed. Uh, you're not going to see that woman again. For your penance, say five Hail Marys and put $50 into the box for the poor. And the man left the confessional, right? Okay. And he goes and says, says his prayers at the pew. Then he walks over to the box for the poor, and he pauses for a second. And then uh, he starts to leave. And then the priest, who's watching this whole thing, quickly runs over and goes, I saw that. You didn't put any money in that poor box. And the man goes, yeah, but I rubbed $50 on the box. And according to you, that's the same as putting it in. Ah, yeah, there you see. You see. It's not the same thing. <laughs> it's not. No, it really is. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. It's 635 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days, it includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person was arrested following a deadly shooting near the gas station at the intersection of Union Street Memorial Avenue in West Springfield Monday afternoon. <laughs> West Springfield police were called to the gas station around 1.08 p.m. for a report of a shooting. When officers arrived, they found a man suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to the hospital where he later died from his injuries. Police arrested Paul Roberts, who was arraigned in court yesterday. He has pleaded not guilty to assault and battery with a firearm and is being held on manslaughter charges. According to prosecutors in the case, Roberts was allegedly involved in an altercation with his uncle, the victim of the shooting. The two, along with Roberts' father, allegedly had an argument that got physical where Roberts then discharged a firearm, hitting his uncle in the chest. Roberts was the the one to call 911 after the shooting and stayed at the incident, cooperating with the police investigation. Roberts' lawyer in court uh, on Tuesday said Roberts is a licensed gun owner and has no prior convictions. He was released on $10,000 bail in order to stay away from the witness. The Hamden County DA's office is assisting with the investigation. Dude's uncle. That's a whole new twist to this thing. Yeah, that's a family dispute and a legal gun owner. How often do you see that happen? Almost never. It's just uh, an unfortunate turn of events, though, for everybody. Agreed. 
A uh, Hartford man was arrested Monday night for allegedly kidnapping a victim. Connecticut State Police received information from the Springfield Police at around 8.07 p.m. that an active kidnapping had been reported, and the vehicle involved was last seen traveling southbound on I-91 into Connecticut. The vehicle was described as a gold Chevy Malibu with a temporary license plate. I wonder if it was one of those ones that was handwritten like we were talking about last week. License applied for? Yeah. No, it was the one that, what was it, the, the one that you said. Oh, it said, uh, yeah, it said expired tag on it. <laughs> expired reg. Yeah that's, yeah, that's not a red flag for a cop. And not only just expired reg, but a handwritten one. Not even one that has, you yeah. know, the date uh, ex- expiry on it. He, he wasn't even trying to make it look legitimate. Uh, can it, yeah, anyway, the vehicle was described as a gold Chevy Malibu with a temporary plate. State troopers found the suspected vehicle near exit 36 on 991 and detained the driver. The adult victim in the vehicle confirmed with troopers that she initially reported the incident to Springfield Police. The victim declined to be taken to the hospital. According to Ryan Walsh, it was determined to be a domestic dispute where the suspect refused to pull over to let the woman out of the car. She called 911 and remained on the phone with dispatchers for approximately 30 minutes before Connecticut police located the car. The driver, identified as 25-year-old Willie Avery Campbell of Hartford, was arrested and is charged with assault in the third degree, kidnapping in the second degree, and a slew of other charges. He's a... He's being held on $100,000. Yeah, he's he's finding himself in uh, quite a pickle. You see the, the difference in the, in the bails, though? You get a guy who's in a domestic dispute with his uncle, shoots his uncle. Unfortunately, the uncle dies. He gets held on $10,000 bail and released. This guy uh, takes his girlfriend for a ride down to Hartford mm-hmm. and uh, accused of kidnapping. $100,000. They're more serious about crime in Connecticut than we are. Do you think it's Connecticut, or do you think it's the degree of what has been done? I don't know. Uh, I think shooting your uncle in a parking lot is a pretty, uh, you know, violent crime. But of course, I don't. I don't really don't know what the uh, what sparked it all. Really, uh, Westfield police are still searching for suspects caught on camera tearing down a gay pride flag. Uh, they want you to take a look at the photos from early Monday morning of the two suspects tearing down that pride flag and a third one in the background recording to see if you can identify these these people. And where are these pictures? These are on the uh, Westfield Police Facebook page. In a post on Facebook, Westfield Police said this is the fifth time in a year that this has happened to the homeowners. Westfield Police uh, Captain Steve Dickinson say, said that the incident is currently under investigation. Uh, there have been several times that these people have done it. They've been caught on tape. Detectives are working on it, and it continues to happen. This time it escalated where they set it on fire afterwards. All right, I'm looking at these pictures, see? And uh, what I see are two dudes who are wearing masks. Yeah. I would find them to be very difficult to identify based upon what I'm seeing. But you got to remember, there's somebody out there that knows these people. And when they post the pictures of the car as well, because there's the picture of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. If you go, huh, hey, uh, you know, uh, I know uh, Timmy two times, he owns a car like that. And uh, where was he the other night? Was right. he out behind the YMCA burning flags too? Hmm? Hmm? I don't know. But, uh, you but know. That, that's what they're looking for. That's when the police put out those things. They're, they're looking for that. Listen, I could be much more accepting of this crime if you're stealing pride flags to place on your own home because you can't afford your own uh, pride flags. Yeah. These mm-hmm. guys took them and then burned them. Where were they? Uh, what was they? Uh, where do they burn them? 
They burned them behind something. Uh, yeah, it was about a half a mile away on the uh, behind the YMCA. The YMCA. You can't that, burn at the YMCA. You can't burn a flag at the YMCA. Right. But you we, can get yourself a good meal, and you can get yourself clean. You can do whatever you feel. But you just can't burn can't, a pride flag right. behind the building. Uh, th- the three marijuana businesses currently operating in Springfield were in the spotlight on Tuesday. Afternoon. As city councilors got a progress report, report and a look ahead into the future. Uh, the market, from what I understand, that has been starting to change, that the wholesale, the wholesale price of cannabis has been reduced, said city councilor Melvin Edwards. Edwards asked uh, representatives from each cannabis facility, INSA, Liberty Cannabis, Cannabis, and Six Bricks, what challenges they're cur- currently facing. We expect 2023 to become very difficult. The market is trending in that direction. We've seen uh, price regression both at the wholesale level as well as the retail level, and we expect it's going to continue, said the INSA's chief compliance officer, Steve Riley. Was that as he was lighting a joint with a $100 bill from the $72 million they took in from that one facility? (laughs) Asking some of these dispensaries, what's the toughest thing you have to deal with oh. knowing what to do with all these millions of dollars yeah lugging bags of cash out to our cars because we can't put yeah. it in a bank please feel bad for us these are such challenges we have in this industry now uh yesterday we 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 read portions of this report uh you know, about the the most uh, you know lucrative yeah. dispensaries in the state insa which is the one on columbus avenue west columbus avenue yeah uh, is number one in the state. Like you said, $72 yeah. million. They're, Just that one location. Yeah, $72 million. Yeah. Just that one location. And you know there are others around the state, uh, around the state of Massachusetts doing pretty doggone well too. One of the things that it said, and, and, and explain this, maybe you can explain this to me, maybe you can't. The average unit price at INSA is $81.69. Yeah. Does that represent the average purchase? I think it's the average sale. I mean, because, you know, you can buy things that are like $15 or less, right. you know, like a small joint or whatever, but everything is priced differently. Most of the time, like if you buy like a, let's say you buy some edibles or something, you're talking anywhere from $25 to $35 for a pack. Okay. So if you buy that and you buy a vape pen or you buy something else, maybe the average person is spending $81 in there. Maybe that's what that is because most most of the products aren't average price of $81. True. See, the, here's the thing I don't really understand. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take INSA as uh, the example here, okay? Mm-hmm. $72 million made in, in a single year. Yeah, and now we're complaining about the price of uh, of the inventory dropping. Yeah, let's just say for the for the purposes of argument uh, that they're dropping as much as fifty percent, which is a pretty big drop. They'd still be raking in thirty six million dollars yeah, a year. I know. So even if it drops, even if the price tends to regulate based upon all the sudden uh, competition that's out there. Still doing very, very, very well at $36 million. In fact, you'd be hard-pressed to find a single industry in the area that's clearing $36 million yeah. a year selling something on a retail level. 
Uh, representatives from Liberty Cannabis and Six Bricks echoed Riley's concerns. Edwards also raised questions about the industry. I understand that somebody dined in the area of Western Mass related to cannabis working at a facility. Could any three of you representatives speak on any incident that you may have had calls to the police department? Uh, have you had any disturbances on site? And Riley and the CEO of Six Bricks, uh, Peyton Schubrick, uh, responded to his request. We have an OSHA safety person on staff full time. So we try to be uh, proactive for all those kinds of things. Uh, yes, I once got a paper cut. Uh, counting $20 bills. Actually, no. There was an unfortunate incident at a facility in Holyoke where somebody well, the, died. There, there was that, but when yeah. you're talking about all the others, yeah. you know, the the the, uh, the amount of workplace accidents that happened, probably very, very low. Oh, I'm sure. And that guy didn't die at a dispensary. Didn't, didn't he die at a, at, a, at a different facility, like a growing facility? I think it was a grow facility where they were packaging something. And okay. A, and there was a like a dust issue or something. I don't know the details of the story. I'm not going to, you know, speculate right. on something. But on, I don't but know on the dispensary level, yeah. you're more likely to cut yourself counting $20 bills than you are. Yeah. Listen, man. To have some sort of, you know, cataclysmic accident. One of the safest places you could be is probably inside a dispensary. As far as, like, not getting robbed or, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what happens outside in the parking lot. That's none That's of That's not, not your that, concern. That, that don't confront them as long as you get your weed next Friday. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but, you know, everything has to be monitored. They, like, like it, they, they put the money out on the counter like you're in a casino to show the camera how much money you're doling out. Like yeah. th- that's, how, that's how eagle eye they are about the entire operation. Well, they have to be. They have to be. I mean, they have to be very, very careful with this stuff. You know, with the, with there being a black market, with there being you know a, a lack of federal oversight or legality. I mean, I if I'm not surprised that they're you know they got to do you know top security for every purchase yeah, and transaction. About what about a liquor store? See, but liquor stores are fully uh, you know legal. They can take their money and put it in a bank. They can do certain, you know, non-cash exchanges, which you can't do at a dispensary. I know that that's the ridiculous part about the whole. Oh, it's a total hypocrisy. Yeah, because you're talking about something that's way more dangerous, that has way less regulation on it, than something that Mm -hmm. is not nearly as harmless as alcohol. I don't know. And I want to guess. I haven't been a while since I've uh, bought booze because I've got so much in the house already that uh, even the price of booze has gone up. Why don't you start donating that? To who? The open pantry. You don't think some of the those families The open pantry doesn't need? need all that. How do you know? You don't think if you're down on your luck, wouldn't it be nice to get something to make you escape to remind you that you're down on your luck for a while? You're absolutely right. I, you know, why should I hoard all of this booze that I'm not drinking when it could easily go to the needy? And then all of a sudden, the need for the open pantry yeah. increases by. You know what? I'm going to do that today. I'm going to go. I'm going to go in my car. I'm going to fill up like a like a milk crate full of uh, bottles of booze. Yeah. And I'm going to drive around. Uh, let's say. Uh, let Let's say. Uh, like around like St. James Avenue. Yeah. Uh, uh right before like the on ramp. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to hand those bottles out yeah. to, to those guys in the cardboard signs. Why not? You know, here you look like someone who could use some. Bailey's Irish cream. <laughs> what did, uh, I think it was uh, Tom Cotter who said, uh, I, "I gave a I gave a bum five dollars, and somebody said, Why don't give him five dollars? He's just going to buy booze with it.'" And he goes, "Yes, that's exactly what I would do: is buy booze with it." 
Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. You get the whole the kit and caboodle going. You'll be the most popular donator in all of Western Mass. Well, there they go. At Here. The end of every on-ramp. Happy New Year. Here's a bottle of scotch. Yeah, you don't see the, you don't see those adopt a highway programs sponsored by like Captain Morgan or No, you uh, don't. You know. Maybe hey, you should. Uh, Jack Daniels takes care of this uh, traffic island. That's why this guy stands here <laughs> waiting for it. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, rainy today and tomorrow with a high of 45 today, 38 tomorrow. It's 36 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aw, yeah. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat. It's 651 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Congratulations to uh, Penny D'Angelo of Feeding Hills. Uh, won an Amazon Echo Dot just by listening to uh, the Bax and Nagel show. Uh, today at 750, we'll give you another code word. Uh, in fact, we're giving code words every weekday morning. When you hear it, go to rock102.com before noon each day. Enter that code word for your chance to win. We'll choose a winner every weekday afternoon. Code word Alexa, your chance to win an Echo Dot brought to you by Michelob Ultra, helping to keep your New Year's resolution and Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. You know, I can be uh, kind of a dope sometimes. I'm glad you figured that out on your own. It didn't have to come from me. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Uh, this, this discovery kind of came last week, but uh, it had been troubling me for a few weeks, right? Okay. I got these, uh, these cameras that I got outside my house, and they need to be recharged every so often. You know, they're like motion cameras or whatever. Oh, they, okay. Yeah, they, they record things or whatever, people coming in and out of the house, all that kind of good stuff. So I, uh, there was something wrong with them, and I usually can see the screen on my phone, and I'm like, wow, the batteries must all be dead in these things because it's showing that they're not, you know, communicating at sure. all. You need the battery boys to come to the come to the house. So this is where I'm getting it. So I, I start charging these things, and I have the cord that comes with the camera system, but I because it's like a special cord that they, of course, they give to you. You can't of just course. use any charger. And uh, so I have the cord, but I don't have the charger block that it came with, and I don't know where that is. Uh, so I was yeah. like, "All right, well, let me, you know, let me try using this other charger block." So I put the cameras in, and it's, this is like going on for days. I'm trying to figure out like using different charger blocks because the more I read about it, it says, "Well, you don't have enough amperage in a regular charger block. You need this particular charger block because even though it's a regular USB, right." Uh, you have to use this particular charger. Oh, so geez. I'm like, ah, what the hell's going on? So I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand why these things are not charging at all. So I, I, uh, I, I reach out to my friends who own the same camera system, and I say, hey guys, can I borrow uh, the the charger block thing? I have the cord. I just need the block. So they put it out for me, and I go pick it up the one day, and then I bring it home, and I plug the cameras in, and it's still not working. Huh. So then I'm like, what the hell's going on here? So I'm looking. I'm like, maybe I just need new batteries in these things. And then I'm looking at the price of the battery. They're $50 each. Oof. Well, I get six of these cameras. I'm not I'm not spending, you know, uh, whatever six times 50 is. A lot. <laughs> yeah, $300. $300. Yeah, right? <laughs> it took me a minute. Uh, but <laughs> but I'm not spending. That's lots of dollars yeah, that no I kidding. don't want to spend on batteries for something I only bought two years ago. That's ridiculous. And I actually, if I'm going to buy batteries, I might as well buy a whole new system because the system was only like a hundred dollars more than what you know six batteries would cost you. Really? Yeah. That's outrageous. So uh, so yeah, I, I can't get a charge. And it hits me. I'm like, let me just check that uh, the router thing. Yeah. 
the router was unplugged. There was nothing wrong with the cameras at all. As a matter of fact, they were all fully charged from me hooking them up to different charger blocks over the previous three weeks. They just weren't plugged in properly. The, no, the, the box itself that it communicates with uh-huh. was not plugged in. Oh, for crying out loud. You must feel stupid. I feel like an idiot. I mean, you must feel like impossibly dumb. Well, I feel better. Like now. maybe the biggest idiot there's ever been. No, no, no. I didn't hurt myself on a rowing machine. At least I didn't do that. Oh, is that the way yeah. it's going to be now? Well, at least huh? I didn't hurt myself swimming in a pool. <laughs> how do you do that? I didn't hurt myself swimming in a pool. Well, how did you hurt yourself? I really don't know. Oh. I think it was uh, tussling with uh, pillows. But it, but it's just like, uh, you know, why? That's like the first thing they tell you. Did you plug it? Did you unplug it and then mm-hmm. plug it back in? And then you're saying, yeah, I did. Because would there have been any reason for you to unplug it? No, but I figured out why I unplugged it. Why? Because I plugged the Christmas tree into the same outlet. Son of a... See, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know what I would blame it on? What? If someone had come into your house and stole your valuables, I think you would have to blame it on the birth of our baby Jesus. Yeah. I think it's all his fault. That's right. That's right. There you go. You See, we've what? solved the problem. And you want frankincense and myrrh for a present. <laughs> well, guess what? You're getting nothing but coal next year, yeah. baby boy. And I'll write you a check. Or I'll wait for your check for $300 for the replacement of all these batteries I well, just got. Well, luckily, I didn't get to that point. Good thing. Yeah. But that was going to be my next step. It's uh, just about 6.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's something interesting. Did you know? That in the 2022 fiscal year, the University of Connecticut Athletic Department operated at a substantial deficit. It's true. According to the school's annual financial report that was just released, the athletic department is currently running at a deficit of approximately $53 million. That's slightly worse than the 2021 uh, fiscal year where they were in a hole by as much as $47.2 million. How did something like this happen? How did a school with a reported $460 million endowment find themselves in this much trouble? Well, as you know, having a large endowment isn't everything, and the Huskies are trying to prove it. According to the report, much of the problem is the $13.4 million that they were forced to pay former head basketball coach Kevin Ollie, who was fired for uh, violating NCAA compliance rules. But of course, that still leaves the school with a $39 million deficit. Part of the problem is the cost of arbitrating that case. The school also scaled back its level of institutional support for its athletic programs, but they still don't have this deficit issue under wraps. If only there were a way for a major state-run university to come up with a quick and easy $53 million. Sure, I suppose you could rely on your basketball programs to succeed and draw in millions, but I'm pretty sure they're already trying to do that. It really makes a young man wonder. I mean, I suppose you could always bestow that sort of financial burden on the broad shoulders of your student body and their hard-working families. I mean, it only costs the average in-state student $35,000 a year to attend. But those kids from out of state, now that's where the real money is. Because at nearly $58,000 a year, you could shove all kinds of financial increases down their throats and be out of a financial mess in no time at all. 
Give me 915 out-of-state freshmen and I can have this disaster worked out by next year's graduation. Until then, I guess you're just going to have to put up with a big fat load of deficit spending for years to come. So much for that thick endowment. Until it happens, go Huskies. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Drill bits and saw blades, five bucks off. The bits and blades sale at Rocky's. Drill bits and saw blades, normally 20 to 35 bucks, now five bucks off. Instant savings with your Ace Rewards card at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Fields Classic Rock. It's 710 and Don Henley with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, It is going to be uh, rainy uh, uh, rainy today and tomorrow with a high of 45 today, 38 for tomorrow. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, you know, I have this whole thing queued up and then, uh, oh, here it is. Okay. Here it is. You ready? Yes. Why can't I see this list? I made a playlist, and now I can't find it. Oh, here we go. Okay, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Ready? Yes. Yes. Uh, Get the uh, smooth sounds of some Aerosmith to get you going this morning. This would have been my pick. Wasn't this one of your favorite songs ever? No. Are you sure? I prefer the drug-addled Aerosmith. Uh, UltimateClassicRock.com put together a list of the most hated rock songs and albums, and they are in no particular order. Uh, first of all, this piece of... Actually, they are in particular order. This is the number one most hated. By Aerosmith. Yeah. I just away just to hear you breathing. <sighs> Smile while you are sleeping. While you fly away dreaming. What a... What a piece of crap this song yeah is. you know and the thing is aerosmith had so many great songs yeah you know i mean uh geez just toys in the attic alone yeah would be enough to say hey you know what this is a great band and then to destroy it with this sappy piece of garbage it's a moment i treasure Good God. Now, let me ask you this. A bunch of vomit. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Would you rather hear that? Yeah. Or would you rather hear this? Toys in the Attic, man. Yeah, see, that that would be something. uh, That would be something that I could sit there and enjoy. Yeah, me too. Listen to them rocking and listen to what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, That's some good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Ready, right. for, uh, ready for number two? Yes. One of the host, most hated uh, songs, and I don't even know how you're going to really classify this as classic rock, but here we go. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. How do they classify that as classic rock? Come I don't on. even know. Where are you going with that? Kokomo. This is a- not even a classic rock band. Well, I mean, yeah. Jesus. So painful. There's a place called Kokomo. <laughs> Although it was a toe tap and diddy back then. No, I did I mean how do you how do you compare that? John Stamos was in the video for God's sake. To this. How do you compare that to this? You don't. You can't. Can't. Can't even come close. 
Oh, God, I hate this song, too. What are you talking about? This is maybe my favorite all-time song. Yeah. Yes. Really? Yes. I may not always love you. Makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up straight, fully erect. Did any of them have testicles? They had more than their share yeah. of testicles. Yeah, I'm sure they did. More than their share. Yeah, waxing down the surfboard. That's what that means. <laughs> Much greater than that. We're waxing down our surfboards. It's a euphemism for something else. <laughs> you ready for uh, for number three? Number three. All right, here we go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is the guy who uh, cooks down at the uh, Center Square Grill. Bill Collins, Susu Studio. You know, I uh, I am of the belief yeah. that if you really wanted to uh, to get to know Genesis, yeah. this would not be the way to do it. Which one would you pick? Oh, I would go back. I'd go back to uh, Supper's Ready off of Foxtrot Records. Oh my God! Sitting beside you, I look Killer! What a what a what a kick-ass song this turned out to be. I would have preferred the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Anything from the Peter Gabriel era, era yeah. is better. Everything. Yeah. And Phil Collins sucks, man. The thing right. is, he doesn't suck. That's a he turned away from his greatness. Ready for number four? I'm ready for number four. Most hated uh, songs in classic rock. Okay. Yeah. It's Billy Joel. <sighs> you know, I like Billy Joel. I don't really care for this song. Though. Yeah, I know. And and I don't know, maybe because it was used as a lesson in a history class, which is, I don't really care for school. Yeah, right. So then, you know, they they made us listen to this and dissect each piece because how a human does the worst part is I know every single word. Yeah, you know, oh God. I mean, I'm trying to figure out what's a better song here. And it's like, oh, Jesus, I don't even to. Well, I mean, anything like Captain Jack or Captain Jack uh, or, or uh, uh, the Entertainer or anything off that uh, that first album. I would have said like New York State of Mind would be a good one. New York That's State of Mind's a good song. I just don't have that uh, handy. No, you know, you know what uh, what a good song by him is. Uh, it's just a fantasy. That's where he does the whole phone sex thing. Uh, yes. You remember that one? I do. Yeah. Just a fantasy. Oh god, you know it's like I had it. You don't have anything over there. Do no, you? I do actually. Here. Yeah, we need a producer. Is what we need. <laughs> yes, that would be very. That would helpful. be helpful. Yeah. This oh, one. Yeah. This, this is the one is, you like? Yeah. This is the one where he goes. The 
thing. Oh, oh, oh. it's not the real thing. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. It's a. It's, I like that one. The Glass okay. Houses album was pretty good. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. All right. You ready for yes. uh, number five? Yes. I hate this song. I cannot stand this song at all. You know this one. What is it? Shiny Happy People. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, because I hate this song, it's not uh, I one of the ones with, I grabbed. Uh, with Stand. That's what I would have went with. No, I would have gone with, like, uh, Radio Free Europe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, What's the Frequency, Kenneth? I, I wouldn't have gone with. Uh, you wouldn't have gone with. Uh, I wouldn't have gone with that. I, I probably would have gone with something from the first record. Uh, right. Yeah, just uh, that's the way I. You want to just go on to the next one then? Oh. I like REM when you couldn't decipher what the hell Michael Stipe was actually singing. When it was all mumbling, like mumbling, like you know, uh, uh, Gordon Lightfoot type of mumbling. Oh, like he had lockjaw. Yeah, yeah. That's the like that's the Michael Stipe I like. He didn't get a tetanus shot after stepping on a rusty nail. He, right, right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Number what, five. Number number six. Number, number six. six. Number six. Ready? Oh. I don't like this at all. No. It reminds me of like, uh, didn't they use this for some sort of insurance company ad or something like that? Uh, they they have used it as that, uh, and it's just it's just awful. In fact, it's it's a public disgrace. Say you don't I mean, honestly, yeah. Between this and and. I mean, this is this is classic stuff. Yeah, see, it's a big sound change. God. See, like Can't one of the greatest of all time. Can't beat that one. Can't beat that one. No. Number, number seven. You ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Hello. Oh Lord. Do you know this one? It's Mr. Roboto. It is Mr. Roboto. Uh, I don't know. This one never really bothered me that much. Let's see. We'll get into the meat and potatoes of this all. So if you see me acting strangely, don't be surprised. Mm. I'm just a man who needed someone and someone to hide to keep me alive. Just keep me alive. Yeah. Didn't no, you uh, meet Dennis DeYoung? Wasn't he here in this studio years ago? Yes. Yes, he was. Was he just as douchey as he is in this song? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, probably. Actually, my favorite stick song, I don't even know if I can find. It, it goes back to one of their earlier records. Oh, right. And, um... Because you like hard-to-find tunes. <sighs> no. You know, I can't... Uh, damn it, I can't find it. There's a, there's a song called... Uh, don't sit down on the plexiglass toilet. Oh, I know that one. And it's a classic. And you the, can't find that? 
It's not on Spotify. Well, that sucks. It's too bad. All right. Well, you want to go on to number eight? Yeah, anything to stop Mr. Roboto. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you want to say that or not, because I know you hate this song. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. There right, we go. There we go. <sighs> this is your absolute favorite. By Sir Paul McCartney and the Wings. It's the silly love songs. No, this is not uh, one of my favorite ones. Coming at you live. These long melodies. Paul McCartney. Yeah, this this is kind of a piece of crap, too. Yeah. I mean, to me, if you're going to look for, like, a real great post-Beatles Paul McCartney song, let me roll it from uh, Band on the Run. Oh, yeah. Great song. It's a good one. You know this one? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I like this song a lot. Actually, I don't, because I thought we only played that one song, and that was the entire album. No. No, That Band on the Run song. Much more to it. Are you sure? I'm positive. It's a much better album than that. Oh, he's going back to his Muddy Waters face. That's it, yeah. The blues, the blues. Great song, though. Yeah. All well, right. there you go. That's the most hated songs in Class of Rock. Really? And the most loved by Baxendale. The, huh. other, the other ones that we played. Well, I mean, is there is there one that uh, that you particularly don't care for? Uh, out of all of those? Well, of any, of any classic rock song that you, uh, that you hate. Uh, I don't like uh, Tom Petty's You're So Bad. I hate that song. Yeah, I hate that one and um, what's the what's the other one we play uh, incessantly around here? Uh, uh, a free fallen, free well, free fall. Yeah, free is way overplayed. But that you're so bad. There's something annoying about that song. You're so bad. My favorite Tom Petty song. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, is called. Uh, see, I oh come on, I'm trying to find it. And it's, I, I like Tom Petty's version of Green Onions. Okay, that's uh, that's he, he does it like in this instrumental thing. Yeah, it's a live version of it. It's actually right. pretty good. So there's a song that he did. This would have been oh my god, I gotta find it. And of course, uh, it's taking me forever. But it's this is this it's it was a non-hit. I think they tried to make it into a hit and it didn't become one. Uh-huh. But to me, it's a great great. Song. Here it is. Okay. This is this to me is my favorite Tom Petty song. It's called All or Nothing. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, it from Into the Great Wide Open. And he wrote it with Jeff Lynn from ELO. You mean the guy from ELO? No, yeah, right. The one guy that you means anything in ELO. You look at the traveling Wilburys. You get uh, George Harrison, Roy Orbison, Tom Petty, and the yeah. guy from ELO. That's who produced and wrote most of the songs, Whatever. by the way. Whatever. This is a song that should have been a hit and wasn't. That's what I think. Well, there you go. Anyway, it's uh, 724 with Bax and Nagel of Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their... It's uh, 726 with Bax and Nagel of Rock 102. Uh, the forecast is going to be rainy today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 38. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, every time I hear we built this city from Jefferson to Starship. You can never get Starship, it out of your head. It's, yes. You know, it, that's exactly right. 
that and the final countdown from Europe. You play either one of those songs, it's just not leaving my head all day. You know, and, and we I were, hate it. We were kids who used to change the lyrics to it and uh, make it dirty, but I can't tell you what the lyrics were. Which one? Uh, we, we built, built the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, I did too. We milked this bitty is what we used to say. Yeah, right. We didn't say uh, she's got big bitties. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the one yeah, we uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but right. that would that would be offensive and seen as misogynistic. Bitty. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would not want anything to do with that. Anyway, uh, yeah, that is like it's such a painfully awful song to think that they tried making that into a hit. Just it's shameful. Well, it was a hit, wasn't it? No, it's it it's something that rhymes with hit, but not actually a hit. It wasn't like a top ten. I don't know if it made the top ten. I think when most people who knew the band heard it, they wanted to rip their ears off and never listen to music again. And say, how did this ever uh, come to be? Yeah, how did Grace allow this to happen? Well, they did the title, uh, or they did the uh, the main song for the soundtrack of one of my favorite all time movies, and Mannequin. What was the song? Uh, nothing's gonna stop us now. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're. That was if. Okay, so if uh, we built the city as their worst, that song is their second worst. I don't know. <laughs> it's a pretty much a tie between the both of them. <laughs> they're like, they're like, uh, hey, what do you got for us? Uh, well, we dropped the Jefferson, <laughs> and we left you the captain's log of the starship. <laughs> oh, that's your next release. Yep. It's 7.28. All the way from Bondi's Island, here is nothing's going to stop us now. <laughs> it's Pax and Nagel on Rock 102. Here's your Western. It's just about 7.31 with Pax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, <clears throat> one person was arrested following a deadly shooting near a gas station at the intersection of Union Street Memorial Avenue in West Springfield Monday afternoon. West Springfield police were called to the gas station around 1.08 p.m. for a report of a shooting. When officers arrived, they found a man suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to a hospital where he later died from his injuries. Police arrested Paul Roberts, who was arraigned in court yesterday. He has pleaded not guilty to assault and battery with a firearm and manslaughter charges. According to prosecutors in the case, Roberts was allegedly involved in an altercation with his uncle, the victim of the shooting. The two, along with Roberts' father, allegedly had an argument that got physical where Roberts then discharged a firearm, hitting his uncle in the chest. Roberts was the one to call 911 after the shooting and stayed at the incident, cooperating with the police investigation. Roberts' lawyer in court on Tuesday said Roberts is a licensed gun owner and has no prior convictions. He was released on $10,000 bail and was ordered to stay away from a witness. The Hamden DA's office is assisting in the investigation. A Vermont man was arrested by state police on I-91 in Hatfield last week following a traffic stop. State police were patrolling I-91 around midnight on Wednesday, January 11th, when they spotted a gray Audi sedan. Is it Audi or Audi? I always said Audi. Do you have an innie or an Audi? I got an I got an innie. A uh, sedan with an out of state. Deep enough to hide my keys. Uh, ooh, I like that. Uh, state police... Uh, out-of-state license plate that expired more than a year ago. Officers stopped the vehicle and informed him why they were performing the traffic stop. Hey, uh, by the way, if you had gone to Steve Nagel's College of Knowledge, you would have known that uh, that uh, registration was expired over a year ago. That is one of the things you should uh, you should probably take care of. Although, you know, I got to tell you, yeah. you know, when uh, when when COVID hit, and remember they were like uh, they were delaying 
you know, vehicle inspections. Yeah. Because they didn't want you to breathe all over the equipment or the yeah, people yeah. performing state inspections. I went forever before I got my registration redone. Oh, I really? was dragging my heels, driving all over Western Massachusetts with loaded handguns and uh, narcotics. No one ever pulled me over. I think it was because of the lockdown. Well, hey, you know what? You lucked out. I know. I really got, knock on wood, I got lucky. The driver, 31-year-old James Watkins of Lindenville, Vermont, was unable to verify with police that he had a driver's license. Watkins was removed from the vehicle and was told that the vehicle would be towed due to the expired registration. After checking their computers, the troopers confirmed Watkins did not have a driver's license and he was then arrested. Troopers performed an inventory check of the vehicle and seized approximately 25 wax baggies containing a powdery substance believed to be heroin and a 22 caliber revolver. Watkins does not also have a license, uh, does not have a license to carry either. His bail was set at $10,000 and he was arraigned on a slew of charges. See? Yep. You just follow the. Uh... If you had just done the right thing, <clears throat> none of this would have been a problem. A Hartford man was arrested Monday night for allegedly kidnapping a victim. Connecticut State Police received more uh, information from the Springfield Police Department around 8.07 p.m. that an active kidnapping had been reported and the vehicle involved was last seen traveling southbound on I-91 into Connecticut. The vehicle was described as a gold Chevy Malibu with a temporary license plate. State troopers found the suspected vehicle near exit 36 on I-91 and detained the driver. The adult victim in the vehicle confirmed with troopers that she initially reported the incident to Springfield Police the victim declined to be taken to the hospital. According to uh, Ryan Walsh, it was determined to be a domestic dispute where the suspect refused to pull over to let the woman out of the car. She called 911 and remained on the phone with dispatchers for approximately 30 minutes before Connecticut police located the car. The driver, identified as 25-year-old Willie Avery Campbell of Hartford, was arrested and uh, charged also with a slew of charges. I'm not going to go through all the charges because it's just, uh, you know. It's a slew. It's a slew of them. And, There's too uh, many to name. I don't even know what a slew is. Well, it's uh, it's many charges against one person. I know, but like a, it's different like a couple or several or a f- even a few. It's a slew. Yes, it is a slew. Uh, why are the phones ringing off the hook? I don't. What's going on? Let's I, find out I, what's I, going okay. on with these All people. Right. Want. Here we go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's George from Magawam. What's up, George? Well, you guys are talking about the... Uh, Rock songs that you uh crappiest of all time. Yeah. And yet Rock one oh two plays uh cuts off of Breakfast in America by Supertramp. Now wait whoa, just whoa, a whoa. minute. I don't consider that rock at all. Well that's uh listen that early eighties pop. Dude, uh that was a blockbuster of an album, and I will not sit here and oh, have you badmouth Supertramp. Oh my god. They're not rock. It's not rock. Sure they are. It's not classic rock. Sure. It's not. Yes. You know who else? You know who else plays classic rock? I mean, excuse me. Who plays Super Tramp around the area? No one. And 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 that's why? Bad. And why is that? Because Rock 102 has cornered the market on it. That's why. Oh my God! I'd rather hear silly love songs a million times than ever hear another Super Tramp song. Wow. Steve, this sounds like a challenge. Let's get. Cue up silly love songs. We're oh, going to play it a million oh, times oh, in a I'll row. Play it over and over and over I, again. You know, I like I like Paul McCartney. I liked almost all the stuff off of Wings. Um, Live and Let Die was is fantastic. Uh, it's a fantastic song. But 
I mean, please, guys. Listen, admit, it's only one song you play off of that album. What are you talking about? We play, uh, we play "Goodbye Stranger" and the Logic Song, Logical Song, and we play, uh, you know, some other tracks from uh, other Super Tramp albums. You know what it is? Every time I hear a Super Tramp song, I, I don't want to hear it, so I turn the radio down. That's why I don't know what else you're playing. Yeah, okay, but that that's album. but that's you. Every time we play a Super Tramp song. An angel gets their wings. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's the truth. That's the truth. Oh, my God. You guys are... I I know it's not you guys. I listen to your your show every morning. I I just... I'm not a fan of your program director who uh, programs in... You know what? It's not even the program director's fault. It's a corporation. The corporation tells us what to play, and it puts a list together of all the stuff. We don't have control over what we put on the air. Yeah, but you play the doors. This is supposed to be a rock songs that are within 25 years of today. Yeah. And I'm... you play the doors. Please. No, we Just play the classics. In New Haven. Just because he played in New Haven and, and got drunk and fell off a stage doesn't make it a classic rock song. No, but the day he whipped out his penis in Miami, that's the reason yeah, we're still that's, playing him. That's, that's the reason it. why we do it. All right. Oh. Lewd and lascivious behavior. That's what we love. Oh, 25 years within, within uh, you know, today yeah. is, is classic rock. All right. Well, uh, listen, uh, we're uh, run out of time, so goodbye, stranger. <laughs> ah, you <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. All right. All right. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Wow, he really had a lot to he's, say. He's got a real bee in his bonnet about Supertramp. Supertramp, and uh, he, he was making fun of us for playing what? Starship, was it? No, for 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 oh for playing the doors, the doors, yeah, and then doors. Uh, and does not like uh, you know, Super Tramp. Hey, we can't please everybody. No, you can't, but you can please some. I didn't know that song was about one night stands. Goodbye, stranger. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you know that? Oh, I knew that. How long ago did you know that? Uh, about uh, four seconds ago. I was forty-two years old when I discovered that. Really? After hearing that song thousands and thousands of times, I was uh, enjoying some of the devil's lettuce one day, and then uh, was getting really immersed in that song because it was on, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, it's about one night stands. I didn't get that. One night I was listening to uh, Supertramp's uh, Crime of the Century. You know that record? Yes. And you know the song School? Yeah. You know what that song is about? What's that one about? Going to school. That's it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, that's not really that exciting. You know, there's a lot of songs we play that have, like, other meanings to them. That, sure. Like that uh, that one by uh, Collective Soul. Okay. Uh, Which one? The, the December. Sure. It's called. Yes. Turn your head, now baby just spit me out. All right. I say that's what? That's all metaphorical. Oh, is it? Of course. Of course it is. And right. I, I just discovered that uh, Neil Diamond's, uh, what's the what's the name of the song? Uh, uh, I Am I Said. Uh, Cracklin' Rosie. No. The, uh, Brother Loves Traveling no, Salvation. No, 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 another one uh, where he's talking about having his time with a poor man's lady. Uh, Longfellow Serenade. Cracklin' Rosie. Crack, Cracklin' Rosie. You know, that, you know what that's about? Nope. It's about wine. No, that's what Red Red Wine is about. No, 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 no. So is Cracklin' Rosie. Really? Yeah. Have me a time with a poor man's... He's talking about buying cheap booze and getting drunk because he doesn't have a lady. Cracklin' Rosie, get on board. We're gonna ride till there ain't no more to go. 
Uh, taking it slow. Lord, don't you know? Having a time with a poor man's lady. Hitching on a twilight train. He's getting drunk. Ain't nothing here that I care to take along. Maybe a song. To sing when I walk. Don't need no screens, but no mask or a hat. Oh, I love my rosy child. You got the way to make me happy. You and me go in style. Crackling the rules, you're a store-bought woman. Yet you make me sing like a guitar humming. So hang on to me, song keeps running on. I know it's not over. Hell, you can sing that whole damn thing. Yeah. You think that's more annoying than the doors? Stop. Huh? <laughs> All right, fine. Oh, you're going to stop it. Now. Well, yeah, you wanted me to. Well, it was a good tune. It's a toe tap and ditty. That, it you know, is. He had some good ones. He had a lot of them. Yeah, Red Red Wine was another one of those that actually was, I think, in my opinion, was made better by UB40. Oh, see, I think that's the worst thing UB40 ever did. No. The see, worst. No, no, see, uh, Neil Diamond, you can understand the lyrics. UB40, you can't. UB40 was a great band that was stained by choosing to do that song as a cover. You think so? Uh, yes. You think they were stained by that? I do. There were a lot of other great UB40 songs. That's not one of them. Well, they uh, did, did, did all they do was covers? <laughs> no, they, they did uh, uh, quite a few originals, too. No, the the way you do the things you do that was an old song. Yeah, they song. did. They did that a couple was, uh, of uh, can't albums. Help, can't help falling in love. Their labor of love albums, and it's like I think two or three of them uh, were all cover albums. But their their stuff of originals was actually really really good. Really? Yes. UB40 was actually good. They were actually very good. I don't know if I believe you. No, I know you Dale. wouldn't. I know you wouldn't because who would? I'm just telling you, they were good. Uh, let's see. Maybe this guy, uh, forgot that he also, uh, gets half in the divorce. Some guy in L.A. rammed his, uh, his car into his own house the other day, then came back with a dump truck to do even more damage. It was all because his wife is divorcing him and filed for a restraining order this month. It sounds like, uh, she needed one. According to neighbors, mm. 62-year-old Ronald Dunn showed up on Sunday afternoon in a white Chevy Impala and, uh, quote, tore up the garage door with it. Then he left, came back minutes later in a dump truck, and crashed it into the house multiple times. He also uh, smashed up some cars on the street, and it's all on video. It's not clear where he got the dump truck. He eventually drove off uh, in it, but it still wasn't done. He came back for the third time to do it again in the same Chevy Impala. You know, I know there are a lot of dudes that uh, have a very hard time expressing their emotions during a painful breakup. <clears throat> yeah. But if a woman is getting a restraining order because of your behavior and you do things like this, yeah. you know what that screams out to everybody? What? That maybe she needed to get that restraining order because you were capable of doing exactly what you just did. Like, a- maybe you're not helping yourself. You're not proving anything to anybody by acting like a jackhole. Because you've been served with a restraining order. I met this guy up in uh, in Chester once. 
His name was uh, Crazy Harry. I remember Crazy Harry. Yeah. You remember uh, what Crazy Harry did? Uh, I know he did something that was crazy, living up to the reputation, but I can't yeah. remember specifically what it was. So his wife wanted a divorce, so he, uh, while she was out, he burnt the house down and sat on the front lawn and watched it burn mm-hmm. uh, with the philosophy of half and nothing is nothing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he that, spent several years in jail for that particular incident. Yeah. Well, again, and then unfortunately, he died. What do you What do you really prove in there? Uh, not much. No. Not uh, much. Anyway, about this. Back to this guy. Last we heard, they hadn't said if he had been charged yet or he was still on the run. His soon-to-be ex said she was trying to stay somewhere else, just in case he decided to come back. Yeah, I, I think it's time to maybe start seeing other people. Both of you. Both of you. This Let may, it go. This, yeah, this may be a time for you to be on your own for a little while. Learn to be you alone. Learn to you, love yourself. You know what? You're not going to be able to share your love if you That's don't love right. yourself. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mix of rain and sun, I guess. How did it go from rainy to sunny? I don't know. Oh, crack and Rosie, get on board. It's going to be uh, rainy and 39 tomorrow. 37 in downtown Springfield, and this is the smooth, velvety voice of Neil Diamond on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Pete Supertramp. Make this the year you discover all. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock at 752. And Aerosmith, a good Aerosmith, uh, Aerosmith song. A good one? A good one. A, a much better one than uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Uh, light rain today, uh, mix of sun in there as well with a high of 45 tomorrow, rainy with a high of 38, 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Congratulations to a uh, Penny D'Angelo feeding Hill. She won herself an Amazon echo dot yesterday just by listening to us. The, uh, the backs and Nagle show every weekday, we're giving out a brand new code word at seven fifty every weekday. And you'll have until noon today to enter today's code word for your chance to win. Uh, we'll choose a winner every weekday afternoon. And Code Word Alexa, uh, brought to you by Michelob Ultra, helping to keep your New Year's resolution and Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. Today's code word, Steve, is is the word dot. 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 D as in David. O as in, oh my God, I want to win an Amazon Echo Dot. And T as in, how terrific it would be to win an Amazon Echo Dot from Rock 102. Dot. Oh, I thought word. you were talking about the DOT. No, no, no. I'm trying to try to sell something that people feel good about. Which stands for, damn, I can't believe these guys don't work that hard. Yeah, no, oh, kidding. my God. That's how much little work you do? And t- <laughs> No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I think we should change the yeah, subject. Yeah, maybe it's what we should do. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Okay, yes. Uh... Do you think this woman is in the right? This is Panera Karen. That's what they're labeling her as. Okay. A Panera Bread drive-thru worker refused to take a woman's order because her little girl was screaming. That exchange already happened by the time the woman started filming it. Uh, we included the her follow-up clip where she calls herself Panera Karen, and she says she's going to meet with management. You ready? Yep. You are going to refuse to take my order because my child was screaming? Yes, I have the right to do that. If you're more than welcome to come inside, or you can place an order online and we'll make it for you. And what is... All right, well, I do have this on video, and I will be emailing corporate because that's just, like, completely rude. I cannot come inside because my daughter does not have shoes on. Do you understand that? 
No, I understand, but you're also more than welcome to order online as well. So you want me to take an extra 20 minutes and order online? That's not convenient to me. So I'd like you to take my order, please. Okay, I will be happy to take your order as long as your daughter's in the stream, all right? I think that's a pretty good decision on your part. Okay, I don't need this attitude. Hi guys, Panera Karen. Just wanted to tell you that I will be meeting with the area manager tomorrow at Panera. Um, I think I might go live, we'll see. But let's just say that he doesn't agree with the majority of the comments. Ugh. Listen, I don't like a Karen God. as much as anybody else doesn't like a Karen, but I have to tell you that if this is a drive through order, yeah, I think she's in the right. If, uh, if she's in the restaurant and her child is screaming, that's one I, thing. That would be one thing. But she's in a car you, doing a drive-through order. I think she's actually in the right here. You're not trying to bother other people no. by doing it from your car. And in fact, I think you're doing the right thing by staying out of the restaurant and staying outside where you are doing <clears throat> the least amount of uh, you know, disruption. You know how uh, intimidating I can be. I've heard, yeah. I'm not really an intimidating person. I just, I can be if you don't know me. Sure. And you look at me or you hear me, uh, you might think that I'm angry with you or something. Mm-hmm. One time I went to a drive-thru. It was a it was a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru. And uh, I scared the living bejesus out of everybody working there. Why? Because I pulled up behind the building, and this particular building that this Dunkin' Donuts was housed in had these giant air conditioning units and they were all going for the rest of the tenants that were in this particular building. And it's like a hot July day, so you, can, you can't hear. So they're noisy. Yeah, you can't hear the noisy. And they're asking me questions, and all. And finally I just give up, and I'm like, I'm pulling around to the window! <laughs> but I didn't explain why I was pulling around to the window. I just said, I'm pulling around to the window. And when I got up there, they almost like didn't want to open the door. Because they thought you were a psycho. And, 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 they, and the, the girl like opens up the door, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you with the air conditioning going back there. <laughs> Can I get a large iced coffee, please? You know, that kind of thing. Two sugars. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, right. please. Yeah, yeah, you just you yeah. don't seem as intimidating. Yeah, as but you I mean, sound. if you're screaming and yelling at the, uh, at the, yeah. at the speaker. So maybe this kid uh, felt like, oh, here we go. Here we go. She's sc- the kid's screaming. Oh I, I, God, I, I want to deal with this lady today. I think she's in the right. I think she did the right thing. Uh, clip number two: Willie Nelson stars in a new Bic Lighter commercial along with Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, a Bic Easy Reach lighter. It lights hard to reach places like this fat. Yo, Willie. Well, hey, Snoop Dogg. What's up? Do you have my Bic Easy Reach lighter? No. I saw that. Oh. Martha. My scented candle is missing. And my lighter. <laughs> oh, Willie. It helps to keep my fingers away from the flame. I can see my lighter, Willie. Mmm. It's my favorite herb scent. I'm sure it is. <sighs> I want my lighter back. <laughs> it's probably funnier if you could actually see it. I'm sure it is. Because they're like, you know, they're insinuating that they're smoking weed, but yeah, they're not. I know. Well, there you go. Willie Nelson is doing that uh, <laughs> thing. There you go. A tiny horse was spotted in Australia hanging out in the backseat of a car getting ice cream from McDonald's. Here's Donna Bevan talking to the owner and the horse Rocco when she saw the bizarre sighting. Is that a horse in your car? He's excited for his ice cream. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's Rocco. Hi, Rocco. Is that a horse in your car? 
What are you doing at McDonald's? How do you squeeze a horse into a car? And is he in the? Is he? I don't know. Riding shotgun? I don't know. But if you ask that question at the drive-through McDonald's over in Palmer, you're like, is that a horse in your car? That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Have a large uh, salt lick soft serve, please. No, not the not the horse, the pig. <laughs> it is uh, seven fifty nine. Uh, we have uh, police uh, superintendent Cheryl Claproot here coming in here. You, didn't I tell you about that? Yeah, yeah I you told did. you all about that last week. You did. Uh, there you go. She's going to be it next. It's seven fifty nine with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. This Justin Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is sold. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811, and because it's her favorite song, uh, Black Sabbath and Paranoid Rock 102. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it is. Yes, please come in. <laughs> police <laughs> superintendent Cheryl Clapper, yeah, are the you big the, Black Sabbath fan uh, from way back. Big, way back. We, we discussed this before. It's either superintendent or commissioner, and I can't remember which one. Yeah, you know, I still don't know. I, I think it's the, the correct title is superintendent, but most people still call me commissioner, commish. And if all else fails, they just call me Cheryl. I think it's like good cop, bad cop. I which, think it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, which, which, which one they're going to print about you today. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. In the paper. So yeah. last week, I think it was last week, there was a story that the mayor wanted Angelo Pupolo, state rep, to uh, file legislation about reforming bail. Yeah. And this is not a new uh, situation. The mayor's been complaining about it for a long time. I know it's, it's a source of frustration for, for you and every cop. Uh, in and not just Springfield, but statewide. Right. When guys are getting arrested, they're not getting jailed. They're back on the street the following day to reoffend over and over and over. Yesterday we did uh, last week we did a story about a guy who's been arraigned 140 times, still comes keeps coming out on the streets. When you when you hear uh, stories about you know, Angela Pupil going to you know, write legislation, do you have any real confidence that it's going to get done this time around? You know, I'm always praying that finally somebody pays attention, but it seems to always take a back seat. Um, I don't think the legislatures, um, I don't think they really understand the problem of, of people who do not get jail time. Somewhere along the line, about three, four, five years ago, uh, priorities sw- switched here, and it went from protecting victims to protecting the criminals. And now all of a sudden everyone's worried about keeping somebody in jail for any length of time. But what happens is is it re-endangers the victim. If they don't get jail time, they come back out. People who help us and give us information get discouraged, and they say, why are we helping the police? The guy we, we told you about and gave you information is right back out in the neighborhood. That it, it really waters down our, the trust in us. And, and the officers get discouraged because they put a lot of time and work, and they risk their lives into bringing somebody in. And then you turn around before they can finish their reports, he's back out in the street. So it's a real yeah, and, source of frustration for us. And it emboldens the offender who's just going to say, well, listen, I didn't uh, spend any jail time uh, this last time around. I'll be back to still catch my stories on TV the following night. Absolutely. It, ju- it, it just seems to me it's, it has been a, a self-fulfilling prophecy as, as you know, crime rates go up. You know, in, in all the major you know cities and towns in Massachusetts, you know, this would be the primary reason why that is. It's not like crimes aren't getting solved. It's no. it's that you can't keep a guy in jail unless he has already been through the process of a trial. Absolutely, Max. And some of these guys not only emboldens them, but the next time they get more dangerous. You know, uh, nothing happened to them the first time, so this next time they even get braver and 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 
you know, more bold in about coming out and attacking the cops. And it, it's just a bad cycle that we're going through right now. And yeah, I'm all for rehabilitation and, and people can get help and people can change. But you know what? It takes time to change them. And, and jail time mm-hmm. would do that. Give them the time in the jail. Give them the programs and give them some time to, to rehabilitate and change their ways. Well, and you and you hear from like Nick Kochi over in, in, at Hamden County House of Corrections that they have all these programs that, that do help people. He's and, got and, a lot of programs, yeah. Steve, and he's got a lot of room. So... I, you know, it's about time we, we woke up and we started using it. So what is what is the issue? Is is the legislature just afraid to take this on or do they just simply not understand the issue? I mean, you, you've got you know legislators from you know Boston, Worcester, Pittsfield, Brockton, Attleboro, Taunton, you know, all these, yep. you know, substantial cities and towns that still face the same, you know, situations that we do in Springfield. How are they not hearing the same outcry or are they? I, I think they are hearing the same outcry, but in some small communities where they don't have the issues that maybe a Springfield or a Worcester or Boston has, they have another pocket of people saying, uh, a, a very liberal pocket of people saying, you cannot you know, uh, infringe on, on their rights by holding them in jail without a trial. This dangerousness hearing, I, and I've listened to it. When Mayor Sarno and I went to Boston, we both testified for our bill to expand in the dangerousness hearings, to, to expand uh, opportunities of prosecutors could appeal the bail. If a low bail was set, it would give us a chance to appeal to hold them. And the arguments that came at us were ACLU arguments and people arguing that you can't expand dangerousness hearing and hold people in jail without the right to a full trial and to hear the evidence against them. And, and I, I just don't think they have the problems that we have, so they're not seeing it firsthand. This is uh, Springfield uh, Police Superintendent Cheryl Claproot in the studio. You know, uh, police in general, especially, you know, in Springfield, have had to face enough criticism over the years. And I know that, you know, when the the, the commission, the, the board, the, 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 what is it? The, 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 the board of police commissioners. Board, board of <laughs> I'm, at, you know, I'm stumbling because it's been renamed so many different times. It's like the, mine. The I board know. of police commissioners. Exactly. Just, just call it the board. The, the board. board. Yeah. Um, I, I know that there are some real disagreements be, between your office and, uh, and, and the board, you know, especially with the, the reinstatement to officers that were involved in the, uh, the Nathan Bills, uh, situation, uh, you know, Two of these offers was officers were reinstated. I don't think the board is too crazy about that idea. From your perspective, uh, you know, tell us about this. So, what? Where is the? Uh, tell us about the 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 miscommunication, the misunderstanding between the board and the police department. Well, I think it, it came about quickly, and and I think the court order uh, gave the mayor a short amount of time to get this up and running and, and organized. So, he, he appointed some of the the uh, board members are the CPHB, the C- Civilian Review Board that we had in existence prior to this Board of Police Commissioners. So by appointing them, um, they were they should have been used to going over disciplinary cases and, and reviewing cases and, and taking a civilianized look at it. I, I think it's been a little uh, disheveled and unorganized in the fact that um, they have to set a meeting date once a month. They should be meeting at least once a month, maybe more. I should sit down with them. I should give them an update of what's happening. They're simply called upon 
to handle disciplinary problems at this time. So any any case that I think is going to end up in more than a five-day suspension should go to the Board of Police Commissioners. And that's where you have your transparency or your oversight, civilians looking at, at to make sure things are done right. But it, it hasn't, that hasn't been the case yet. You know, we're in uncharted waters here where um, I, don't, I don't know. And I, I hate to comment on it. There's still a trial going on now. It's been so long, uh, eight years later, and the uh, Officer Jose, Jose Diaz trial is, is happening right now. So, you know, it's tough for me. I can't comment on, on the case itself. And then there's still two more pending. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. I don't think that the delay here in, in, in justice to the officers serves anyone any good at this point in time. And if you met the two officers who came back to work, I think uh, that their minds might be changed a little bit. Here's two officers. They've, they've paid the price for a long time, for eight years. And just before the holidays, their families and them celebrate maybe coming back to some sort of normalcy. And now here we go again. Uh, I mean, I think the, the average person is saying in the, in the name of righteousness and fairness, uh, this is wrong. This is kind of confusing to everybody, and it's wrong. So we'll see how what they do Thursday. Yeah, uh, to go back to to this bail thing, this guy that's been arraigned over 140 times, you obviously know who who I'm talking about. Yep, because he's a known individual. <laughs> yeah, he's got his own parking yeah. space at the at the courthouse. Yeah, at the courthouse, and at 130, he's got a frequent flyer card. <laughs> and I know you probably can't speak specifically about a case, but you probably have a good idea. Is the, Are all of those things just like misdemeanors that you're able to be arraigned that many times for the different crimes that you get picked up for? Mostly, yes, but there's there's some felonies in there. Um, and what happens is, is, is you know, they, they go in front of different judges and different judges... Uh, Again, if you're, if you're not affected by this and you don't see this every day and you don't understand the, the, the overall picture of officers having to be called, people in fear, people, even if your property is damaged, even if you're, you know, the fence in your house, this guy keeps running over or your mailbox keeps getting knocked down. I mean, you're a victim of a crime and you want to see something done. You don't want to see, you want to see him either pay mm -hmm. uh, civilly or, or put some time in jail or, or have some programs or be talked to. What's going on with this guy? Obviously, what we're doing isn't working. So somebody smarter than me has got to come up with a, with a, a way to a figure this yeah. out and, and uh, to, to help him out. To me, it's kind of like a, it, it's kind of like a sieve. I mean, you, you've got a, you know, a bunch of people. <laughs> who are you know one of you know, who are looking to solve crimes? The police department. You got a DA that's been aggressive in in prosecuting crimes, including you know a lot of cold cases, and he's had a good track record of doing that. But the infrastructure which props you up allows a lot of things to fall through the cracks, Tough. and 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 as a result, you just have this ongoing churning of the same offending individuals. That it has to be, it, like you said, it's da it's dangerous to be dangerous. a cop because there's no respect for the cop if you're just going to be let through because the system operates in the same way over and over again. It's a broken system. Exactly. Do, do you have a ride along program? We we haven't or, had one in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while. Um, but if you commit a crime, they'll be happy yeah, to give you a ride. Yeah, if you'd like one in the back seat. <laughs> I, I, I just but, feel like. Any of these folks who make decisions on behalf of the police, like judges or politicians or whoever, yeah. all of them should be required at least once a year to go on a ride-along. 
Just, I, I agree. just to see what what these officers are dealing with every day. A, a ride along one day may not cut it, though, um, Steve. If they just spent some time talking to my officers, yeah, about the three, four, five years that the the officers have been on and what they've seen and gone through while they're riding along, and then the next day maybe go through a simulator, a shot simulator, to see how quick things can really go bad and what these young women and men face every day. That that would be important. I, also. I think you just described the exact plot line to Police Academy for Citizens on <laughs> Patrol. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right. I think we do. I think we. Could. I, you know what? Walsh can play Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, I know. I totally yeah. see it. Yeah. You can play Gutenberg, couldn't yeah. you, Ryan? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, listen. I I I hope that uh, you know that there's, there's some movement in the, in the legislature that, that I hope so. at least the, at least this can be discussed and discussed I rationally. Have, we got to get back to start protecting the vin- the victims and the innocent people. They Absolutely. don't deserve this. Police commission uh, police superintendent Cheryl Clapper, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you. Thanks for Thank having you. me guys. It's 823 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Live in Coffee. It's just about 826 with uh, Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of sun and uh, rain moving in later today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 38. It is 37 right now in downtown Springfield. If you uh, missed any part of uh, today's show, check out the daily podcast. It's going to be posted right after uh, 10 o'clock once the show is over. It'll be available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Tyke James of the band The Moss. They got a uh, brand new EP called Insomnia that's coming out on Friday. The uh, the title track is actually really, really good. Uh, Tyke is a uh, former contestant on The Voice. Again, check that out on rock102.com. Uh, you know, it was just uh, pointed out to me that uh, we mentioned uh, a Kim Cattrall movie twice in the same show already. The same movie or different? First it was Mannequin. Oh, yeah, right. And I just mentioned uh, Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, in which Kim Cattrall was the love interest of Steve Gutenberg. I'll be damned. How about you, that? You, you might want to start thinking about other actresses. Ooh, maybe we can have a Sex in the City marathon now, too. But no, because that's uh-huh. exactly what I was trying to avoid. Why would you try to avoid that? I got no problem uh, with the show. It just, uh, you know, I just, uh, there's other shows to hit. That show annoys the crap out of me, by the way. <laughs> There is no way I can even sit through even a minute of that nonsense. I, I, I've I, given it so many chances. I sat through my share of episodes, but mostly what happens is that there's a TV show that I'm just really not into. Yeah. I've always got my phone to fall back on. Even, oh, yeah. Even if there are shows that I'm vaguely interested in, I still have my phone, so it's not so obvious that I'm either interested or disinterested. But you know, for the most part, if it's a show that uh, it ain't moving me, like a Sex in the City... That phone is uh, that phone is getting whipped out, and I am going to be uh, posting stuff and playing games and doing everything I can to distract myself. I don't know how that show became so popular. I don't have any idea. And at all. and to be turned into two movies, I again defies logic. Doesn't make any sense. We have news coming up next. An equal opportunity employer. Eight thirty. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. We're going to, uh, we'll start with news out of Hollywood because I just saw this this article. Uh huh. An LA judge on Tuesday declared that porn performer Ron Jeremy is mentally incompetent to stand trial on dozens of rape and sexual assault counts. Superior Judge Ron Harris uh, said in a meeting that. 
After reviewing reports from both prosecutors and Jeremy's defense that he is a, in quote, incurable neurocognitive decline. He's got dementia and uh, he's not uh, he's not capable of uh, defending himself. Ron, you got to use your head. It, you weren't with us in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, we're at the Just for Last Comedy Festival. Right. And, you know, I mean, it, we're at the hotel bar and all these comedians, all these celebrities are, you know, rummaging around the hallways and around the bar. Well, Ron Jeremy is there. And, uh, you know, as you can imagine, you know, he's all the rage because mm-hmm. if there's anybody that uh, gets the respect of a comedian. It's a guy with a 10 inch, uh, you know what? Right. Yeah. It's it's Ron Jeremy. Right. Um, my impression of Ron Jeremy, and again, you never want to judge a book by its cover, but, uh, the dude was gross on every level. If there was a guy who would seem capable of acting sexually inappropriate, it would probably be a guy like Ron Jeremy. Mm-hmm. How convenient that he's not capable of or uh, with it enough to participate in his own defense. Seems very, very convenient. Did he have horsey sauce stains on his shirt from the Arby's party that he attended the year before? His clothes before? were, in fact, <laughs> stained with the food that was uh, See, that's the, served inside the bar. That's the kind of thing that y- you say, listen... You probably you're not like the richest guy in the world, and you're probably not the poorest guy in the world, but you probably do pretty well for yourself with all your little appearances and your endorsements and all that stuff. Right. Get a clean shirt on. Why well, I think I think wear- in this case he started off with a clean shirt. It just didn't end clean. Yeah, but you think you'd take a little bit better care of yourself. I'm a slob. When I go out, I drop food all over myself. I'm like a little Neanderthal. I got little uh, barbecue sauce here. Right. And, no, I get uh, it. Pieces of fried chicken over here. Oh, I know. I know. Listen, there were like, you know, chips, you know, yeah, all, all yeah, over yeah. his shirt, you know, crumbs, yeah, you know, see. Oil, oil stains, God knows what else. That's disgusting. But, you know, it, it, when you uh, when you meet a guy like this, he's a lot shorter than I expected him to be. Like, oh. a lot shorter. Oh, he's... It's it's all packed somewhere else. But when I met him, all I could th- and this is before we knew yeah. that these uh, these stories were out there, and certainly not to uh, to dismiss the seriousness of the crimes that are being alleged here. But all I could think of is who in their right minds would voluntarily be with this guy? He's disgusting. I mean, I'm listen. I'm no Paul Newman. Yeah, I'm no. Uh, I'm no. No, uh, I see. I I'm know not a great. You- I'm not a great looking guy. But uh, but this guy. It's like, oh, my God, Jesus. Where did they, what rug do they pull him yeah. from underneath? How could you be with that? How is this greaseball involved in this industry? Well. And there's so many other better looking people in the world. Well, I realize he, it's not about, it's not about looks. Well, his nickname was the, the hedgehog. hedgehog. Yeah. And, and well-deserved. Oh, my God. Disgusting. Was, I like how they, they describe him. Jeremy has been among the best known and most prolific actors in the porn industry for decades most prolific yeah like he's been in thousands of films with thousands of co-stars it is not a surprise to me that someone would find themselves in a situation where like is is there any way out of this 
Um, yeah, I'm just reading these headlines on 22. That's where I found this story <clears throat> about Ron Jeremy. Yes. By the way, he's 69, giggity. <laughs> it was inevitable. And then uh, I'm reading all these other stories that they have here. And, you know, we've already been through the whole crime blog this morning. There was the guy who shot his funkle in West Springfield. His funkle? Yeah, you know, what? that's a term that I've heard uh, more. Uh, font for fun aunt or funkle for fun uncle. Did you know that uh, those were uh, labels? No, I actually didn't. Uh... I didn't know that. To me, that sounds a little creepy. It's a my funkle. funkle. Yes. Doesn't that sound weird? It, Why would you? It sounds like something like you'd go to a urologist yeah, for. Yeah, I, I got don't a wanna, bad case of the funkles. I don't want to be a funkle. Here, take this cup and see if you can pass your funkle. Uh, <clears throat> you know, so I don't know. Just kind of, you know, the way they do things. Here. This guy doesn't sound like a fun uncle to me. No, he doesn't. Well, unfortunately, anyway, you heard about that story, and then you heard about the the kidnapper on I-91, uh, who his defense was, well, she's not a kid. Uh, I don't know why. It's still napping. Well, she's still napping. You and can then, adult uh, nap and still yeah, be a kidnapper. Yeah, you heard about all this stuff. But then I'm reading the other headlines here. They have the deadly sh- uh, shooting suspect identified in West Springfield. Nat number two, can you use an expired at-home COVID-19 test? Would you want to? Well, that you know the whole story, and I'm reading, uh, I'm doing the Cliff's Notes version of the story because it's so lengthy, and it's at the end of the show too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, it's like, well, do you? Is it okay to use an expired uh, kit? And then it just goes on to tell you the obvious, which is, well, it may or may not work. Really? You know, if thank you for if, doing that entire dissective report on whether or not an expired COVID test would work or not. If my ability to go into work uh, were going to be disrupted by five days because of the threat of testing positive, I would want to know for sure: am I positive or am I negative? And I would want a test that could tell me accurately. An expired test, you run the risk of being sick and having it be negative. And then you infecting everybody at work. No, get a, get a new test. Yeah, they're well, not as hard to find as they used to be. I just I don't understand why that would be a story. Because I think people are surprised to find out that there are many stupid people. And then they then they talk about tax season. Here's another one: what you'll need to file your taxes this year. How about all my tax forms? Yeah, I know. I haven't gotten my uh, W-2 yet. I haven't gotten mine yet either. What's that all about? Don't yeah, they I don't have why... to give that to you, like, immediately? I think there's a deadline. I think, like, the end of January is the deadline where they have to uh, send it to you. Why? Why is it so hard to get a piece of paper printed up with the numbers that you worked for that was on your pay stub all year long? Why yeah. does it take three weeks to deliver one piece of paper? Ah, you know how these people are. Anyway, tax season is about to begin for the 2022 tax year, and 22 News is working for you with some key tax forms you may need before filing. Now, you W-2, you know about the forms, right? Uh, sure. Is your wage and tax statement usually sent from your employer. Employers must file a W-2 for each employee where income, Social Security, or Medicare, Medicare tax was withheld. Form 1098. You have one of those? Which one is that one now? That's for your mortgage or student loan interest you've paid. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I got that one. 
1040. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's the federal income tax form to report income as well as claim tax deductions. Are they reporting this story to people who have never actually paid taxes before? Apparently so. Anyone under the age of 18? There are several other forms you can also use to file your taxes. You can learn about those on the IRS's website because we don't even know what we're talking about here. And a reminder that you Ooh. can officially file your taxes beginning Monday. Did they did they at least have the wherewithal to tell us when taxes are due? April eighteenth of this 18th. year. Eighteenth, yeah. Good to know. Would never figure that out on my own. I just uh, I, I I find it odd that they put these stories in here with nothing that people don't already know. <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm perplexed why someone would be assigned to cover a story like that with the most obvious information. Hey, I, would, uh, I would assume that a, a large bulk of their audience are people who have been paying taxes for years. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just a, just taking a shot at that one. A uh, police department in Michigan is dealing with criminal activity inside the station, and the perp is allegedly one of their own. A few days ago, the Wyandotte Police Department accused Officer Ice of stealing uh, from another cop, Officer Barwig. Yeah. Ice stole Barwig's lunch, and it's probably worth mentioning Officer Ice is a police dog. Who <clears throat> is uh, Officer Ice going to lose his job well, as a result of this? In a playful post on social media, the department said stealing is not only a crime, but it is morally wrong, too. As a police officer, you're required to take an oath, including a promise to protect a person's property. According to the report, Bar- Barwig was called out of the break room leaving his half-eaten lunch on the table. When he returned, it was gone. Was the uh, dog roughed up by his uh, fellow, oh, I uh, see fellow what officers? You did there. No, and he witnessed Ice licking his chops. And this isn't the first time he's oh, been accused. Oh, my God. It's unclear of what kind of disciplinary action Ice might be facing, but the department said they're considering Facebook followers' opinions on how to proceed with the investigation. So far, a lot of people are pointing out that the evidence sounds circumstantial you know steve uh what you have just presented us with is two news stories that are anything but not news you know taxes are going to be due in april yeah no kidding uh a dog is stealing stuff no kidding really yeah well dog that's what dogs do huh you leave food out uh the dog will grab it I leave my trash can out. My dog will knock it over and destroy it and tear it up all over the house. I dropped a piece of cheese on the floor the other day, and my dog barrel-assed right to that piece of uh, of, uh, of cheese, and he ate it. Now, did I alert the media over that one? No. Did I find it necessary to bring it up here on the radio? Only uh, because we were talking about dogs being naughty. You that feed, was it. You feed your dog a lot of cheese, don't you? Uh, the only reason he gets cheese yeah. is it's a wonderful way to feed him his pills. Oh, how often does he take the pills? Well, he's got uh, he's got some sort of rashy thing. He's always scratching at himself. Mm-hmm. So we get this incredibly overpriced pill uh, every uh, every month. And uh, the way he takes it is to not like you know shove the pill down his throat and hold his mouth shut. Yeah. What I do is I take a piece of American cheese. I rip it in half. Mm-hmm. On one half, I put the pill yeah. on top of the cheese, and then I ball it up. 
So the pill is inside a ball of cheese. Uh-huh. And then I say to the dog, Lou, how about some cheese? He opens up. He eats the ball of cheese. And before he has a chance to spit out the pill, I give him the second half of cheese. So he's thinking he's getting two pieces of cheese. Meanwhile, that pill's going down. It's never getting coughed up. You're the treat man. I'm telling you, works every time. Now, he's put on a little bit of weight because of all that cheese. That's where I was going with that. But nevertheless, he's taking his pill. He's not scratching his ass half as much. My my dog has not uh, run so much. You know, when the colder weather moves in, eh, he tends not to run after the ball quite as much. Sure, it's snowing, it's muddy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. I don't want that uh, kind of stuff in that. Can't house. say I blame him. He's uh he's gained quite a bit of weight. Really? Yeah. Does it make certain things on him look smaller than usual? Yeah, I was gonna say that. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's no longer the beast from the east. Yeah, it happens to More the best. Like, happens he, to the best of us. He's having the feast from the east now. Well, what else are you feeding him? Well, I I don't know. I don't know if like I know. All right, all right, fine. I, we, we feed him bread sometimes, which I know is not good. You're not supposed to feed a dog bread. What? How? I mean, he sits and looks at you like, uh, come on, man. I just want one piece of bread. And you're capitulating reason, to the to the begging. It's the same reason I give a dollar to the people at the end of the off ramp. Because you're standing there, it's freezing cold outside, and you're like, please, I just want a dollar. Yeah. Well, I got a dollar. I can give it to you. I got a whole loaf of bread here. I can give you one piece. But who else <clears throat> is doing that in the household? See, that- that's that's the thing. Um, like Dogs are supposed to be eating the same kind of food yeah. day after day and uh, and not be given human food. It would be like if you were eating human food every day and you said, hey, you know what? That kibble looks awful good. It's not good for you. It's not meant to be good for you. Yeah, but I meant wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go eat dog food. <laughs> if I did, I might be saving a lot of money on uh, groceries. Don't be so sure. Yeah. Dog food's gone up too. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it's uh, going to be uh, sunny and then rain starts to move in later on today with a high of 45. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 38. It is 38 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. 1716 Boston Road, Springfield. After one trip to TJ's. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 and Foreigner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny for a good part of the day. Then rain starts to move in and a high of 45 tomorrow. Uh, rainy with a high of 38. It is 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Remember when you were a, uh, a radio no. producer? Do you remember this? Yes, I kind of do. I mean, it was really Maybe. like the first 18 years of your uh, of your uh, eh, tenure here. Somewhat about it, yeah. Okay, well, um, you know, that was a position which seemed on the surface to be a superfluous waste of time and money. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is uh, we relied on you very heavily to, uh, to keep us, you know, informed and on point. Uh, yesterday, for example, uh, you know, we had a couple of obligations. I had to give... Uh, the the code word Alexa uh, code word of the day, which I did. I did that yesterday. Yeah. I did that today. Had a winner yesterday afternoon. Uh, we'll have a winner later on today. I did that. I fulfilled my obligations. We talked to uh, did we have uh, we talked to Steve Weissman yesterday. Uh, I did my uh, my my shameless shilling of uh, of podcast. I did all the stuff that you know I am uh, I am obligated to do. The one thing that I needed to do, I completely forgot about. And I had it written on uh, on an index card. Make sure you give away 
today's prize. And what happened? I didn't have a producer to remind me, hey, you have a prize to give away today. Yeah. And so, so that, you know, so we go upstairs after the show and Aaron upstairs says, did you give away those tickets today? I'm like, oh, Ah, there you go. There you go. I'm so worried about all the other stuff that's supposed to go on during the show. I wasn't thinking about, should I, or should I give away these tickets? Of course I should. And then I failed. And then it was pointed out to me, uh, the level of failure that I provide. And I feel horrible. I feel horrible for you that. Feel horrible for that, and you should. You yeah, should feel horrible for that. I'm not relying on you as a producer. I'm relying on you. You shouldn't rely as on an me equal. for anything. <laughs> Under, I am for the most, most unreliable person uh, yeah. around, and for most things, I would totally agree with that. Yeah, but I don't, you know, put it on you to say, "Hey, Steve, whatever you do, remind me of all the obligations that we have to do today." Well, I, and I don't want to have to. I'm relying remi- you for that. I'm rem- reminding you to do this contest. <sighs> you know, it would be a kick in the face mm-hmm. if I talked about this contest and never actually got around to giving away the prize. I mean, how weird would that be? Well, that you would, uh, that would uh, piss many people off. It would. Up to and including uh, the boss lady upstairs. Yeah, Aaron would not be happy about it, and the listeners wouldn't be happy because they would think, well, I don't even know what the prize is, but it must mm-hmm. be pretty good if they're talking about it. To this extent, and you know, for all I know, this why don't you just give the prize away? Well, because I'm trying to waste a little bit of time trying to little, you know, do some padding here. Because padding what? Paddington Bear? What are you? What are you padding over? There? I'm trying to give a cushion between the end of Foreigner and the moment that I say the tenth caller at two nine three one zero two one wins a four pack of tickets to the Auto Parts Swap and Sell well, this you, weekend at the Big E. You can do that. By just saying it and just letting people have the phone keep ringing. I, That's what we normally do. Yes, but I don't want people to get to, you know all hacked off. No, hey, listen, I'm, look, I'm looking for my four-pack of tickets to the ultimate indoor all-automotive swap meet. Oh, and these it, guys are yapping and yapping and not picking up the phone. I don't want, I don't want people to feel like uh, you know, well, they're, look, they're being ignored. Look at the phone ringing off the hook. Right yeah, they're ringing, it's ringing off the hook now because I just said it's a four-pack of tickets to the auto parts swap and sell. The ultimate indoor all automotive swap meet at the Big E, which goes between January 21st and the 22nd, that is this weekend, at the Big E Eastern States Exposition. Well, there you go. The 10th caller wins those tickets. I'm not ready to give this away now. Well, you, you're going to have to now. I guess it's too late, huh? It's too late. See, now look, the phones were blowing up, and there were a couple people that gave up because we were talking too much. Why don't, so why don't you, well, you know what, why don't you just answer the call live? We'll go through each call. Go ahead, just do it. Well, because you got a commercial to do. Uh, oh, I have, yeah, oh, I have yeah, stuff to do, so you can't even do it. Uh, it's uh, 8.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.